What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your ROH Go Home to Final Battle post show. It is December 14th, and tomorrow it's Final Battle Day, which I'm looking forward to. An interesting show. I think they've done a pretty good job building it out, considering the incredible lack of champions on it, but I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see Brian Danielson back in an ROH ring. That's insane. So much to come, but before we dive into what happened tonight, final battle tomorrow, we're going to ask you to please leave a thumbs up on this video. Feel free to send in your super chats as well if there's anything that you want to talk about in regards to tonight's episode, any questions that you may have about tomorrow, we've got you covered. Um, The Impact Post Show won't be on tonight. They were doing like a Hidden Gems feature, so not a lot to talk about there as they prepare for the TNA rebranch, but... Some good stuff to talk about tonight. I'm kind of glad we don't have a time limit because we might want to talk a little bit of final battle without Jolie Cresta interrupting. So, mm-hmm. as always, joined by the wonderful Righteous Reg. Reg, how you doing? Hello, Kate. Hello, everyone. I'm doing pretty well today, Kate. Uh, wrestling is constant, like you're saying. There's no space. Every day is a podcast. Every day some kind of content to add on to a podcast. So, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, going into this show, I thought we might get a little bit more developments for the show tomorrow. And this didn't feel like a lot of developments for tomorrow, but there was some good wrestling on it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't think we really have any idea what's on. Did they even say anything about a zero hour? I don't I don't nope. think they did. So uh, kind of interesting there. So you guys know on Fightful Proper tomorrow as well, you will have Reg and I doing the final battle post show. Alex Cardoza and Alex Pulaski will have your SmackDown post show. So I'm hopping over to the ROH side of things for that tomorrow. I too was kind of surprised that there weren't any kind of uh, more finalizations or late additions to things Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, But a decent little episode that we are going to get into. Uh, We start off with our, again, our world champion in in the beginning of the episode. Always kind of odd, but we did end with the world champion of all world champions, Miss Athena. So can't complain about that too much, but Evil Uno here in a Proving Ground match. This was in front of his home crowd. He got a really nice and warm reception. 
loved commentary noting that like that's normally the Eddie Kingston reception. Maybe he's mm-hmm. going to be thrown off a little bit by that, but this is a proving ground match that Eddie Kingston wins. Very fun, very hard hitting as one would expect between these two. Uh, but it ended with Uno landing a boot before going to the top rope for that senton that he does. But Eddie Kingston getting those knees up and hitting Uno with a pair of back fists for the win. A couple things that I really liked in here. The I'm going to just move out of the way of the chop spot mm-hmm. underutilized. I feel like with Eddie Kingston, because he goes so old school, New Japan, all Japan feel sometimes it's more of that like classic showdown. I can take it like I'll see if the punishment that I can take can outweigh the effort that you exert kind of thing with the chops. But I liked it because it made Uno's chops feel more threatening if he was like, I got to get out of the way of this. Like that much of a badass needed to get out of the way, I think makes Uno look really great in this. And I also just liked that, uh, the ending needed a couple of backfests. Like mm-hmm. these are two big guys. Uno should be hard to put away. I thought this did a- go a long way in helping Uno look great tonight. I just am kind of like, what are we doing with the entire dark order? We've been asking that for weeks. We've had no answers. That whole story with the righteous and the dark order was so great. We've been saying that week over week too, and it just kind of fell off a cliff here. But as far as this match goes, I thought it was a really fun match. I just am also wondering, is anybody going to ever prove ground? Like, we've <laughs> never seen anybody last the time limit here. But Eddie Kingston ripping through the, the C2, hopefully on his, mounting some sort of comeback here. Probably want him to look strong. Any thoughts on this match? Yeah, I thought this match was really strong. And the same thing, when we got to the main event and it was a spoiler alert for you guys and Athena squash, I was like, we probably should have put that Eddie Kingston match first. Like, I like the angle that they did, but maybe if we just switched them, we could have did the Athena angle first going into had the same effect. But I do understand why they put it on that last. This match was a good, great showing, honestly, for Evil Uno. Just being in there in a Eddie Kingston style match, they're chopping each other, they're suplexing each other, they're trying to outdo each other with grit and and determination. Um, Eddie Kingston just being super sto- stoic, super serious, like I got a job to do here. I'm not coming to play. I'm gonna chop you. I'm gonna beat you up. I'm not gonna let the crowd distract me from beating you down. I'm upset about the, the my C uh, Continental Classic ranking. And I'm going to have to walk through Evil Uno to kind of show you guys who I am. I thought this was a great showcase for both guys. And uh, Eddie Kingston finishing him off with two back fists. Thought was a great, a great showing. And some of the best back fists that Eddie Kingston has hit in a while. I thought this was a really great match all around. Yeah, he did not hesitate to lay in those back fists. And I think it was because Uno's such a big dude. It felt right. like he could take them, right? They were really laying in tonight. So some fun stuff there. And speaking of fun stuff, what's more fun than live wrestling is Kazaa yes. says that they are headed to Dallas for final battle. Have so much fun. I'm so jealous. I'm so mad. This is not at Hammerstein in my backyard. I'm waiting for ROH to come back to the Northeast because the one time they were in Trenton, I had a family wedding, which was such a bummer. Unbelievable. Hope they make it back my way. Such a bummer. You had to go commemorate somebody's day or whatever. Like a beautiful ceremony. But what was so crazy was it was not that far away from the venue. Like even the part of Jersey I was in, I was like, it's so it's right there. It's right. Never seen that episode of boy meets world where Corey goes to the prom or whatever with Topanga and then goes to wrestle to back Jake the snake against Vader. You could have did one of those things. You could have been like, I'll be right back and then run over to the stadium, watch the show and then run back for the 
um, wedding. But I mean, you know, next time. <laughs> Would be lying if I said I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Hooks also attending the show says, I'll be front row tomorrow. Tag division looks good. We're going to talk about some more tag action. Would be nice if there were titles about it, but... <sighs> We are going to move along in our review here. Next up, we get Layla Hirsch with Maria and Rachel Elring versus Katrina Creed. This was fun to see Layla Hirsch in mm -hmm. action and not just like, oops, an arm bar, it's over kind of thing. This was a full match. Katrina Creed looked good, though the last name. You used to think of like Creed, like from yeah. Rocky. Now mm -hmm. I think about it as the stupid band reuniting. And everybody being ironically into them. I'm looking at you, Delaware, and Bad Dude Tito, by the way. I'm looking at both of you, but nobody actually likes Creed. They just like saying hi. <laughs> that's it. But anyway, that's not Katrina Creed's fault. She had a great showing tonight. But <laughs> what I loved with this was the finish because you have Layla Hirsch catching Creed with a knee as she was going for a spear. And I just like that. A commentary pointed this out too because Ian Riccoboni and Caprice are the best. Uh, like Layla Hirsch has a lot of different ways she can finish you, and I'm one of those people that just really appreciates that in a match. Like, yes, if there's five ways someone can finish you, it makes it feel more suspenseful because the match could end anytime one of those five moves comes out instead of the one and done, whatever. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. Hirsch, Maria, Elring on the same page at this part of the show. Um, what did you think of this match? I was glad to see Layla get to actually wrestle here. Yeah, that's what that was probably the most glaring thing about it for me is it was a match match. And you get to I liked it because it showed Layla's improvement. Like we've seen her, you know, since she's been back and she's been having great showings, but most of them have been squashes. So we haven't got to see her on both sides of the coin mostly. And I thought this match kind of showcased like Layla Hirsch is more than kind of even what they're presenting in like the future next year they they got to do something for with her just because she's such a dynamic personality and in the ring she's improved so much that like she needs a shot she's great and i love her stylistically i would love to see her and serena deeb tear it up at some point i would love to see layla hirsch yeah. versus sheeta like mm -hmm. i feel like we have a really full grasp on who layla hirsch is in roh and right. now i'm starting to fill in those gaps of like who do i want to see layla hirsch against so glad they're keeping her strong kind of feel like the story we're going to talk about the rest of this later but i'm like let's move it along mm. the story is getting a little long in the tooth but mm. i like that we're having honest efforts around the women's division continuing to feel important so can't can't complain that the meal was bad and it was too small right i'll, I'll pick my battles exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we move along to our pure title match which was a proving ground match as well um I'm just going to say Joshua should be champion. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. But that being said, Wheeler looks so in his wheelhouse in ROH and in pure matches because this is, as far as like a heel Wheeler Yuta goes, like just feels like the perfect fit for this guy. Um, he's very full of himself here. He got Geiger to use all of his rope breaks, which I really, really like. Jason Geiger being the opponent in this. Mm -hmm. Um and then, like, once he had to use one of his own, it was like, oh, okay, let's end this. Let's go home, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which I really, really liked. Uh, Jerry Lynn, Jimmy Jacobs, and Madison Rain were your judges for this. But my favorite spot in this was when Yuta sends um, – or I'm, I'm sorry, Geiger goes for an arm bar, and Yuta reverses it into the death lock. 
Mm-hmm. And then he walks to the ropes and just leans back, forcing that hold. And I just, there were a few things Wheeler did today that were really creative that we don't always get to see from him because this match had some breathing room and some time that I really liked. But that I thought was so great. Whenever I see the figure eight instead of the figure four, I'm like, this doesn't make it more painful for the opponent. I don't understand no. what we're doing here. But when I saw Wheeler bridge back, with this, I'm like, that actually looks like he's applying torque because he's basically standing up and leaning back. So just some really, really good stuff. And I I always love when the pure rules come into play with the story and when heels use them to their advantage. Like the mental chess game that goes on with that is, mm-hmm. is absolutely for Kate stuff. Um, there was also a spot where Yuta sent Geiger onto the apron, locking in a guillotine submission, and then we get the win here. Um, I just, I I love pure wrestling. This was super, mm-hmm. super fun. I just don't want Josh Woods to get lost in the cards here just because Shibata had to go back to Japan. Yeah. I also don't need, like, to see Wheeler Yuta versus Garcia again, but it seemed like they right. were building out a story with him and Hook. So I just want to make sure Josh Woods is kept strong because I think the world of that guy. But this was a super, super fun match. This might have been my match of the night because I'm just a pure nerd. What can I say? <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, you'd have got me trapped between a rock and a hard place because coming into this, I was like, man, Josh Woods, he worked so hard. They were building this story for so long on this show that we thought that he was going to be the one to dethrone Shibata and come in as the pure champion. But then Yuta has like this match and it's like, man, he's really been studying his Brian Danielson tapes and (laughs) trainings and everything that's involved with that he's been watching his mox tapes he's been listening to claudio beating his ass every day in the gym like all the stuff that he's learned is on display here and it's like damn this is really good him being a cocky little shit uh (laughs) with his submissions and then after he beats them he goes to the outside and he yells at the judges i'm like oh yeah okay i like what they're doing here it seems it's an it's unfortunate because he's had a couple reigns already and it's like, do we want to go back to this? But then he has a performance like this and I'm like, maybe we do want to go back for the, for this. I'm hoping that Josh Woods is maybe the one to beat Yuta. That'll be a good sign for him. But Josh Woods has to be in the mix coming out of this. I agree. We do have that vacant spot to talk about. Um, we will get to that because he lost last week, but there's still an opening there, right? So We'll right. see, but I'm I'm with you in that. God, this is just to me like Wheeler's <laughs> pun now intended, not initially mm-hmm. when I thought of it, but like it is his wheelhouse. Like it's uh-huh. it's so um he just looks extra comfortable when the story is built around pro wrestling, and there's no better example of that than than pure wrestling, really. So mm-hmm. but yeah, and mouthing off to the judges after I thought was fun. I just I loved like I forced you to use all your rope breaks. I'm going to toy around. And then he got forced to use one and he was like, yeah, we're going home. Good, (laughs) good stuff there. Really, really liked it. Guys, get in your super chats. If you would be so kind, if there's anything you want to talk about as far as tonight's show, as far as tomorrow, we always tend to pick up some views. We got more people watching than we did at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. So I will also remind you to subscribe to fightfulselect.com. Plenty going on there. Seth Rollins contract news broke a little bit earlier this week. 2024 in general is a big contract year. Sheamus, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, tons of people becoming available free agents. Keep an eye out for news on the Warner Brothers stuff. Don't buy the hype. Just follow Sean and Andrew Zarian's always really good with this stuff too. But 
We'll have all the clarifying details, whether we break it or not. Sean always does a really good job of getting them confirmed, adding some additional context. So stay tuned for that. So much more on FightfulSelect.com as well. You get Ask Rhapsody every other week, which we love. And you get me and Alex Pulaski doing pay-per-view post shows that are alternative to the main channel. So you can catch us back there as well. My favorite thing on Fightful Select, though, is Sean's Q&A. Because if you have a question, he can either get it answered or he'll get an attempt at an answer. So Mm -hmm. I always think that's really great uh, added value there. And leave a thumbs up on this video if you could. We don't have the Impact crew behind us today. We need all the help we can get. Please leave those thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Help. So we move along to Dalton Castle and the boys defeating the Iron Savages and Jack Jameson, which was an interesting one here. Um, Dalton Castle, at the end of this, sending out every savage in his wake Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the floor before uh, just using the boys as like a, as like if, if the Iron Savages are the bowling pins, he's like, I got two bowling balls coming right for you. Right. And I love when he hits the bang ring on Jameson for the win here. When he like adds those extra spins in to be like, I can do big boy stuff too. I love that. The bang ring looks really good when he just adds a couple more rotations onto it. Super, super fun. Dalton Castle looking strong here. And then after the match, we get Johnny TV coming down to the stage and threatening him again. I love how natural this story is, like Johnny TV versus Dalton Castle, who's always saying that he's the best thing on TV. Cracked me up on the way to the ring today when he looked into the camera and goes, I'm connecting with you. Like, (laughs) what a gem. (laughs) Love, love, love Dalton. I'm hoping that's a little bit of foreshadowing that we might get Dalton Castle winning that TV title, Reg. What do you think? It's what needs to happen, I think, at this point. Um, I thought this match was really fun, too. My favorite part is just, like you said, Dalton starts throwing everybody on the other side. Everybody that's on the Iron Savages side, Jameson, are getting tossed with T-bone suplexes. He's uh, showing his uh, big boy strength all over this. Um, He's throwing the boys around like there's no tomorrow. Um, This is just a really strong showing for him, especially going into the match tomorrow. They might be doing some foreshadowing with what could be his first, um, you know, feud out of the TV championship, TV title uh, of his TV title reign with uh, Johnny TV, which has been great. Of course, that promo last week was really good. So if we're going to get some more of that, I'm really interested in it. Um, I just think, yeah, it has to be Dalton Castle tomorrow. There's some other contenders. Like if Lee Moriarty did it, I wouldn't be mad at all. I'd no. be very happy about it. Um, but it's like Dalton Castle, again, has held the flag so high, fought so hard for Ring of Honor. When no one cared about Ring of Honor, he was fighting for Ring of Honor, and he's continued to care about them so much that I think he deserves it. I do too, and he just continues to be so over with the crowd, even when these crowds are like 12 people. It's incredible how loud it gets every time Dalton Castle comes out. And his presentation is just so refreshing in what is kind of otherwise a more sports-based, serious brand. I say that, Mm -hmm. but the Iron Savages are out there talking about eating ass and soft and whatever. So maybe I'm off base in my assessment there. But traditionally, um, I just love how refreshing his his presentation is and breaking up some of those more serious matches on the card. He's always Mm -hmm. a blast. So, And we move from Johnny TV to the lovely Taya Valkyrie and Rachel Elring with Layla Hirsch and Maria at ringside. 
this was a good match. I feel like this was yeah. a really good showing for Taya Valkyrie. She was like a little bit hit or miss. I know um, the first match with Jade wasn't as strong. And then she had the second match with Jade, which I think felt like a little bit more rehearsed, but felt much mm. better. And it was just kind of a little back and forth with her. I'm, I'm happy to see her showing up here. And I felt like her and Rachel Elring had really good chemistry. Um, and this ends with a Taya Valkyrie comeback that sends Elring into the corner. And then she hits the running knees for the near fall, followed by hitting a spear and that curb stomp for the win. Hersh and Maria not so impressed at ringside. And then later in the night, we get a backstage where Elring and Maria come in. Um, and Maria starts kind of downplaying Rachel's loss and hyping up Hersh's win. Hersh leaves with Maria, but not before telling Elring to keep her head up. So I think you're going to have a splintering here. It does mm. feel like we're taking forever to get here, but I would be very interested in a Layla Hirsch versus Rachel Elring match. But this was a good way to get Taya Valkyrie a win, I thought, and advance the story for Rachel. Yeah, I, uh, I feel the same. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Same way about Taya, some of her stuff coming in this has been hit or miss. It's like... You either get like some kind of fantastic match out of her, or you get a kind of, ah, oh, this is okay. And the Jade matches were, this is okay. I like this match because they got time to build. You know, that's what the good thing about Ring of Honor. The bad thing is they're on at 10 30, 11 p.m., and the crowd's dead for sure. half of it. But them being able to kind of, Taya got to relax, be a veteran. Uh, you know, slowly do things, not just rush through all the spots like it would feel to have a match on Dynamite. And Rachel Ellering, of course, is a is a veteran also. So um, them two together just made, I think, a really good matchup. Um, Taya getting the win here. Taya coming on Ring of Honor, I think, is another good move. Her, her husband, uh, butchering the blade, um, you know, all these kind of teams like or people like this, I think, are going to have a great name and great space in Ring of Honor. And Ty is another really good addition to the Ring of Honor women's uh, division, especially with what's going to potentially happen tomorrow. I like she's a contender for the future. I agree. And I think 
that's what we've been asking for from Ring of Honor for so long was some roster clarity. I think you're starting to see that shake out now. Yes. I think I, I feel confident saying that these people are going to be in Ring of Honor, which is mm-hmm. refreshing. That's you've just wanted that for like the past year. Didn't seem man. that hard, but I mean <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> So we move on to what I thought was a really effective segment from Ethan Page, who spoke in video form from last week's collision after losing to Kenny. Um, He said he didn't expect to watch into that Omega match with bruised ribs from Tony Nese's attack last week. He couldn't focus on the Omega match because he had to look ahead to final battle. He lost to Kenny, but he didn't quit, and he refuses to say, I quit at final battle. And then you have Tony Nese coming in and a pull apart from the refs. What I really liked about this from Ethan Page was I was very excited for him and Kenny, and I thought the match was great, but I was like, we're just building someone on Ring of Honor, and now we're throwing him on AEW Dynamite again? Like, man, oh, man. Uh, But he, I thought, wove in the match with Kenny so perfectly to the story that he's really after, and I just, it takes someone with a certain level of mic skill to do that, which is why I'm always rooting so hard for this guy, but I, I just loved that he tied the Tony Nese aspect into it with the bruised ribs going into the Omega match and then saying that he was distracted. Um, and now he's he's a little bit worn, worn down from facing Kenny Omega going into final battle, right? You and I had said that it didn't necessarily have the heat that quantified for an I quit match a little bit. But I feel like this made it feel a little bit more personal. This, this kind of justified that a little bit. Tony Nese, too, we've been seeing so much silly stuff coming in, looking looking serious, mm-hmm. getting that pull apart. I thought this was an effective segment. Yeah, this was strong. I mean, like I'll continue to say all the time, if you're going to have Ethan Page on your program, got to let him talk. Because anytime that he talks, he sells everything that he's involved in so well. And yeah, last week I was like, why are they even doing this uh, contract signing? Like this match, I don't, what, what's the heat here? I thought this was super effective in adding something to it. Ethan Page just having a passionate promo saying, yeah, I came in with uh, title aspirations. Mark Sterling and Tony Nese have been in my way the whole time. I thought I'd go over here and shine against Kenny Omega. I gave it my all. We're in Canada. But, I mean, how do you beat Kenny Omega? And then Tony Nese just coming in and being like, shut up, dude. Like, I'm going to beat you up tomorrow. I don't want to hear about all that. And Ethan Page being like, Get past these security guards and we'll fight right now. Super effective all around. I thought both guys were great. And this is adding something to Tony Nisa's at the beginning of Honor Club. He felt like a, an enhancement talent. I was like, what is he doing here? Like, he's so much more than this. And this, I think, has like leveled him up. So now I'm excited that they're having an I quit match because something about that segment or what's been going on the last few weeks has added a lot to it. I agree. And it also has the interesting wrinkle of smart Mark being handcuffed, right? Like there's, there's some interesting things that can come into play there. So I feel like last week I was like, okay, cool. But (laughs) I don't know if this warrants it this week. I feel like a little bit more justified and quite Mm -hmm. frankly on a card that needs it because we have so few champions around. (sighs) Speaking of which Caden says only one wrestler on the poster is booked tomorrow. There's either going to be some surprises or it's just a really inaccurate poster. Probably that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got this uh, quick match with Cole Carter and Griff Garrison with Maria defeating Bobby Sharp and Sean Moore. 
You got Carter and Garrison. Got a quick jump on. Uh, can I read? Can I read my own notes? Nope. Carter and Garrison got a quick win. Ah, I know what I'm saying. Carter mm-hmm. and Garrison got a quick win after Garrison hit more with a rolling elbow and a jumping knee. I thought I wrote that Garrison hit Garrison. Sorry, people. <laughs> Found out I was dyslexic this year. How about that shit? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We got Maria singing sweet theme nothings last week we get this quick tag match this week i don't know man i don't know about this they work well as a team um i I will say that you can also order your hot mom shirt on online now so i know you that's something you've been clamoring for i mean i got this one on right now there you go same thing close enough right am i saying (laughs) <laughs> um yeah when this match was happening i was like oh my god i do not care about what's happening in this match it's super unfortunate because it's like they want us to be in the griff garrison and um cole carter sorry cole carter they want us to be into these guys so much but it's like they're not giving us any reason to though beyond just like having them tag up they're still not like neither one of them have like a character besides like cole carter likes hot moms and Griff Garrison has pretty hair. Like, what are you? Wh- why should you I care about that right here? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Love hot moms. My hair's all right. Yeah, we come on, that's here. us. Like, you guys come are just doing now. us. You're gonna need a little bit yeah. more than doing us. Uh, a little more original, please. <laughs> a little more inspired, if you would. But yeah, it's like I need shows. I need something more to latch on to, Kate. And these guys, they just feel like guys, and they we need more. Generic white guys. I, mean, I didn't want to say it. Hail as old as time. <laughs> no, I agree with you. There's not uh there's there's no real layers there. No. Um, and in the beginning, it was I, I've never really been in on the angle, but from a wrestling criticism perspective, right? You at least had Mike Bennett around yeah. and um Matt Taven around. So there was kind of like are they adding to the stable? Is someone getting replaced? Is Mike Bennett going to have an issue with Cole Carter? <laughs> Talk about how hot Maria is all the time. Like maybe there's something there that obviously very quickly went away. I liked that she's building this relationship with Layla and Rachel Elring too. I yes. think it's super cool that there were like women getting absorbed into it, but like, I don't believe that the same manager that targets Layla Hirsch is the same manager that targets Griff Garrison and Cole Carter. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, It just, those worlds feel a little bit too different. And I liked, um, I love like she's playing two different characters. Like when she's with them, she's something. And then when she's with Layla and Rachel, she's something else. And it's like, what, what? I'm kind of confused. It actually made me really appreciate best friends because that does work. And those guys make no sense together, but they totally make sense together, which is a really hard dynamic to pull off. That doesn't work here. And to your point, it's kind of like because Maria has to be two different people. Um, She's like a smart, badass, strategic manager that's a little bit conniving when she's with Layla and Rachel. And then she's like singing themes over with the partner. Like it it feels like she's split because they don't know what they want to do with this tag team. So Mm. I'm with you there. This is, this. it was also just, it's a go home episode, and I was yes. like, "This match has no stakes." It's, it's not really adding anything, anything to the show tomorrow. It's barely adding something to the show today. So what's what's going on? Agreed. Agreed. 
Guys, get in your super chats. We're talking about the rest of this episode and final battle. We've got the card that we'll run down for you and maybe make some predictions at the end because we mm -hmm. do not have the Impact crew on tonight. They're off because Impact had a Hidden Gems episode. I know Joel did go to final resolution. I was going to try and go with him, but it didn't work out. Uh, so he'll, I'm sure, be talking about that next time because that was a really fun card. Impact, almost TNA, doing some really cool stuff. Except booking Okada in the weirdest return match of all time, but I digress. You know. <laughs> hey, watching Shane Taylor beat the hell out of people is really fun, huh? I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. <laughs> Never seems <laughs> to get old. We got Shane Taylor, of course, with Lee Moriarty at ringside, uh, defeating Channing Decker. I do appreciate that they let Decker get in a bit of offense with that cannonball to start, but... Mm -hmm. Then it's the Shane Taylor show, baby. Shane Taylor dominating, winning with that Garvey driver, which is a blast. Um, he has this match with Keith Lee tomorrow, which last week, I got to be honest, I completely forgot was on the card. And I am so excited about it. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's going to be a ton of fun. My, um, my mind goes to who is Shane Taylor adding next? Because I do believe this is heading toward a stable. I don't think it's like Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor are going to tag together really and I don't think it's a stable of two guys. That's not a stable. That's an alliance. Mm -hmm. um, and that might just be because in my head, Shane Taylor Promotions historically has had a bunch of people, right? So um, we saw Lee Johnson in the mix. Maybe Brian Keith, I know some people were saying. Interesting possibilities. Do you, first of all, what did you think of this match? Second of all, are you looking forward to the match with Keith Lee? And who do you see getting added here? We haven't checked in on that in a while. Um, yeah, I thought this was a good showcase for Shane Taylor, especially going into the match tomorrow. Anytime he hits that finish, it's just like, that is so brutal. Anytime he hit this big elbow, brutal, brutal, brutal. Just him on display. Yeah, I too forgot that they were having this Keith Lee match. And then I remembered it was happening. I was like, oh yeah, this match has a lot of heat. This match has a lot of history. This is a uh, potential to be the sleeper match of the show tomorrow. I think it's going to be you know, anytime you have Brian Danielson on a Ring of Honor show and some other kind of shenanigans tying it together, uh, a match like this is going to come and hit really hard and surprise people because they're going to do some things. Keith Lee's going to do some things he hasn't done in a while because him and Shane Taylor have that history and Shane Taylor's going to be able to display some of his wild stuff together. I think this is going to be one of the best matches of the show tomorrow. Yeah. And as far as... <laughs> Shane Taylor promotion. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was I like, I know there's one more in there. As I give you an as, essay. Uh, uh, Shane Taylor promotions. I like Lee Johnson. I think the work that he's been doing, um, of course, has been pretty exceptional. They could play into it tomorrow with the TV title match as he's in it. Moriarty's in it. They can maybe work together. Uh, Brian Keith, of course, would be amazing. I think in there. Um, who else is kind of uh, lingering around? That could be a great addition. Uh, the chat saying EJ, which is a good call. Oh, yeah. EJ and Duca really is around there. That's a great idea. Whoever in the chat is making that pitch because <laughs> he is kind of uh, uh, waiting in the water around there somewhere. So and also like, yo, maybe we just turn Keith Lee and add him to the group. I don't know. There's a there's all these kind of ideas that are happening. But yeah, tomorrow, I think the match is going to really go off. I think so, too. I think that's going to be. Um, I don't want to say a sleeper because I think people are excited about it, but I think it's sure. going to be one of those ones once it's underway, you're like, oh, damn, let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we move on to another match that was kind of just there. 
but I always love seeing the righteous. I'm a big Vincent and Dutch gal. So they defeat the Australian takeover in Julian Ward and Kaz Jordan. Vincent hitting that autumn sunshine for the win. We, of course, got Dutch doing his thing, too. We talk about it every week. They're, it's a little formulaic, and I want to see them in a story. Yes. But last week they kind of hinted that they're going to be reunited with Lance Archer when he comes back from Japan. So they might just kind of be buying time here. Um because I, I love that idea of them as a trio. That's mm-hmm. that's just all sorts of delicious fun. Um, but this was kind of just another filler match. These these kinds of things on go-homes, I'm like, we can just do an hour and a half episode. Yeah, like, totally. Trim it, trim it down. Like, we, mm-hmm. we don't really need stuff like that. But listen, they're giving out paydays. I'm not going to whine about it. Good right. stuff. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I kind of t- kind of feel the same way about the go home shows. Like, just focus on the stuff that's gonna be directly involved with tomorrow, because that probably would make more sense. But yeah, again, also, yo, get your payday, get your money, my guys. Um, this felt like, uh, uh, yeah, why is this happening? We could be doing some other stuff with this time. But I'm not mad at it. Seeing the righteous is great. It reminded me, yeah, earlier when I talked about the evil Uno match. Yeah, what's up with the Dark Order? They had Silver and Reynolds out there just on the outside as like some guys. I'm like. Why don't we, we could restart this uh, trios division over here. We can have the six man uh, division um, in AEW. Like all of this, this could be something with these three guys. This could be something uh, in Ring of Honor or AEW. And I don't really understand what's going on. Also with the Righteous, they could be a part of this trios or six man division too. So hopefully this, uh, we've been talking about Final Battle maybe being like a reset. We're starting over after that. Hopefully they start to form some new things starting next week or we start to do something uh, uh, beneficial to some other people, starting with the trios championships, the tag team championships, the world champ, just reset it all at this point. So some breaking news, which I'm very excited about. Universe is Tom Lawler was announced for a pure title. Oh, match. wow. That's Congrats to Tom Lawler. A whole lot mm-hmm. of fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um and we did have a chat earlier that I can scroll back and find from Shane Monster, who's always so supportive of us, saying, all right, who's your pick for the Mystery Six entrant and survival of the fittest? Stu, a New Japan talent, Ali, or Stokely? Son <laughs> of a, where's Stokely? Stokely is, uh, I feel like he's too much of a heavyweight probably for this. Yeah, but all the guys are too scared for that. Yeah, it's a little, a little nerve-wracking to put him in there because he's just such a wrecking ball. I would love for it to be Stu. That was actually a thought that I had, which is why I wanted to bring up this chat here in particular. Mm-hmm. New Japan talent with the, the crossover that we get is all sorts of fun possibilities. I mean, you look at the strong brand and there's so many people you could pull over. I don't um, think it's uh, t- Stokely, but I'm going to make my prediction that it's another black bald man. Scorpio Sky, I think, is going to be the number oh. six entrance in here. Got a hunch. I don't know why, but I just think that sixth spot is going to be filled by old Scorpio Sky, California legend. That makes sense. I wish they would put him back on TV. So right. hopefully this is the way to do that. A couple of people mm-hmm. asking in the chat when Ali's non-compete ends that got asked earlier, too. Uh, December 20th, I believe, is when that wave of WWE releases non-compete is up. We have seen people get out of it early, not mm-hmm. for Ring of Honor or AEW television, though we did get mm-hmm. to see Mansoor and Mace showing up um, on the indies, which is awesome. I just, I love those guys. I have so much respect for them and uh, the way that they've approached their exit from WWE and the 
incredible range that they have from a character perspective. I think they're going to go on to do some really awesome, awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, we have one third of your six man champion <laughs> in singles action for some reason. Of course. I know the embassy is in Japan. I know. Or that they just worked tag league. I know. But on a show that already has no champions, like nothing, like, come on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than Athena, like, we just don't have anything from the championship perspective. It would have been nice to at least have your six-man on here. Mm -hmm. I work tag league is not a good enough reason to not build out a program for this. I'm sorry, but you have Brian Cage defeating Gravity, duh. Uh, Cage hitting the pop-up powerbomb and then locking in the Cloverleaf. Now, what I really did like was that he won with the Cloverleaf. Like, we've mm -hmm. been seeing so much big guy stuff from Brian Cage, which we should. But when he leans into the diversity of his moveset, the fact that he can move like a cruiserweight as his size is insane to me. So I love the mix that we got in this. We got some some hard-hitting stuff. We've got some matching the Lucha World stuff. And then to win with the submission always looks good. And I also really appreciated commentary putting over Prince Nana's in-ring experience. Mm -hmm. um, they talked about him being a legendary manager, but I, I really liked that they were like, let's not forget that he was an accomplished wrestler because it makes when he does things like take massive table bumps in matches uh, or most notably the one that he took in a very, very, <laughs> very violent match feel pretty all right. But uh match was fine. We know these guys can work. What on earth are the six man titles doing like they it's since the beginning it's just like the tag titles they're just lost 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 they took them off the young bucks to throw them back on them to still do nothing with them i don't get it thoughts on this match and what the hell are we doing with our six man titles reg yeah i feel like brian cage is like keeps falling victim to these wild circumstances too just like make him a singles wrestler you keep pin him, putting them in singles match just like Make it official. I don't know why they keep putting him in these teams where he has to wait around or they're waiting around for him. Like, just have these guys be separate. And we need those championships more than anything. So if you would have had him on somebody over here, we could have been building contenders. We could have been having him on the pay-per-view tomorrow. But instead, we're not getting it. Do understand, though, Brian Cage is a California boy. So he's, of course, a lucha base god, too. You saw some of that here with gravity. Um, but Brian Cage is going to do what Brian Cage does. going to get a shit in. He's going to get some big high spots. Uh, he finished it with the submission today to surprise, uh, to the surprise of most. Nana got to hit his dance. I think that, you know, pretty satisfying result. Uh, speaking of base gods, how about that rampage match? I know we didn't get any spot food tonight, but black Taurus versus Vikingo. I, I love when I hear things like that. The, my, first reaction is i'm so happy for red you know, and then i think though. about like the wrestling piece of it <laughs> it's on at the exact same time that final battle i be know mm. i know that's gonna be brutal damn it uh kaden saying i'm gonna be top of the ramp tomorrow we'll talk to the other people in our chat because y'all can meet up there's a few people that are going final countdown maybe i don't mm -hmm. think with that price tag nope. for this pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Wild thing sounds good. Wild yeah. thing sounds good. We're not going to be spending final countdown money mm -mm. on uh, an ROH pay per view unless the rules are different behind a, a paywall. But I think that costs. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think so. Lot. Yeah, a lot. Plus, it's not a singles match, and I feel right. like that's that's Danielson's singles. So, mm -hmm. um, we move along to our four corners uh, tag match here. We get the Workhorsemen, Anthony Henry and. J.D. Drake versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Outrunners. 
and the infantry who we love. Everybody kind of had promos before this, which I thought were woven really nice through the episode. I'm not going to really cover them because they were just basically all hyping themselves up, saying that they were going to win this match. Right. But there can only be one winner, and the winner is Butcher and Blade in this. Butcher coming back in after being out for a while and just taking out Floyd, helping Blade hit that drag the lake for the win. Uh, Butcher and Blade have looked really good since coming to ROH. They looked really yeah. good in AEW, but they were mm-hmm. just nowhere to be found for a while. This is a really good use for them. I like them winning here. I like them being undefeated in ROH. You know I love my workhorsemen. You know I love everybody else in this match, but I, I feel like them getting a sincere, honest push with some direction is a really healthy call because they were kind of just like masonaries for everybody for a little bit, and mm-hmm. I feel like their potential is very high. They almost strike me as, in a different way, but like how Aussie Open has like, you're heavy a little bit, and then you're kind of more athletic, mm-hmm. vicious guy. Like I, I appreciate that here as well. Uh, good match too. Kind of shorter than I thought it would be. I think we could have cut some of those other more superfluous matches from the card <laughs> and given this a little more breathing room. But again, I'm all for wrestlers getting paid, so not a bad call. But I thought this was fun, and I thought the right team won here. What did you think? Yeah, just like I was talking about earlier, I think Butcher and the Blade are going to benefit greatly from being here on ring of honor and this is just the showcase of it right here um this tag this match shows me that we need those tag team belts here where the fuck are they why isn't uh why are they still attached to some people that are injured here this match would have way more stakes and be way more important if there was something that they were fighting for beyond that all these guys worked hard this is just showing when the tag team belts do come back that we have we're building a nice division with some really interesting, diverse uh, fighting and looking tag teams that makes me really excited about the future. Yeah, I like Butcher and the Blade getting the win here because I think they're so over that they're instantly contenders and they just need to build wins for when we eventually do get the belts. They're already going to be primed to either be a contender to win it or be somebody that's defeated on the way up there. I agree, and... It's so simple, but these are the things we've been asking for, right? Wins that indicate who is important on your program. Like, so, so, so simple. But we're seeing that all over the place now, and that's very refreshing. This made me laugh from Caden saying that Tony should just use Final Countdown and get sued. (laughs) I get it. I get the I get the desire. I don't think that's a wise call. Not worth it. That is expensive. Expensive. Very, very expensive. Guys, Mm. we're coming down to the main event already. Please. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. Again, those of you who normally tune in now in the next couple minutes for Impact, we don't have an Impact post show at the the back end of this. Um, But we do have a really interesting main event angle to close out the show to talk about. And then we'll do a rundown of the card and, and get out of here. So get in those chats if there's anything more that you wanted to talk about. We have an ROH World Title Proving Ground match. Athena versus Roxanne. This was a quick one. And this one I felt like should have been a quick one. Like mm-hmm. I've been saying, is anybody going to prove their ground for a while now? But this one, Athena going into this title match is the most dominant champion, basically in all of wrestling, to be honest, at this point. Yep. Um, she should have a quick W here. And that she does. If she knocks out Roxanne with a forearm, gets the win immediately. And then post-match, we have Billy Starks attacking Athena and stomping her in the corner. A brawl breaks out, and Stark sends Athena into the barricade. 
you have her standing tall and you have Athena with a bloody nose, which I think <laughs> actually occurred in the brawl, but that's okay. Um, she's just pouring blood out her nose at this point, And Billy is standing there with the title. Now, wrestling math tells us that this means Athena would retain. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about that. But at the same time, you could just be doing this to make Athena protected in her eventual loss tomorrow and and to give us something to kind of show what that, that broken nose is, is for a little bit. Um, it is in Athena's hometown. We haven't seen Thunder Rosa, who's also from Texas. Uh, they were chatting on Twitter. I just feel like the timing and the angle and the story are perfect to have Billy Starks win here. Mm-hmm. And I love what it would do to flip this. Like I, th- I think going from dominant, vicious heel champ to young backyard wrestler inspired, easiest person in the world to cheer for baby face champ who's young um, and has a lot to prove as champ a little bit could be just a really, really fun story, but I don't know. The wrestling man says Athena retains. Now I think a lot of us are rooting for Athena to move up the roster already, but it's also like, where we were so handcuffed mm-hmm. when we only have a match per show really like but i feel like athena should move up start having some some really really dominant wins and then work her way into a title picture i i think it's time but i don't know this standing tall billy starks moment at the end made me start to question some things reg what did you think uh i like this ending angle here with the match just starting athena knocking her out and pinning her uh, i was wondering where roxanne's uh, shoes were it looked uh yeah interesting outfit there i was like did she forget her shoes is this part of the outfit i've never seen her before is this a marina shafir situation yeah, yeah you know what i mean we... <laughs> i don't really know what's going on here like did somebody you, steal you guys, boot? If you're coming out there barefoot you gotta start charging that's I'm you're saying. leaving money on the table if you're Not giving just your feet for away free for in the main event you're giving up free feet in main, the main event, event? Feet? come on free? come on now <laughs> but yeah i think uh i think uh othane was working over there but that's just me with the blood uh, with the bloody nose but you know this should be just nope, like it, it was like real it was completely busted open don't but I love it. About. Yes, Kate, you are correct. Wrestling Math says the baby face standing tall at the end of this. It's not looking good for you tomorrow. But I'd like to think that that isn't the situation. The stars are aligned here, Kate. Athena won the Women's Ring of Honor Championship last final battle in Texas. Here we are again one year later. This is the most classic wrestling story you could ever write. Young prodigy, Athena has showed her the rose for so long. Young prodigy tries to defeat the master and wins the world championship. A young white meat baby face. This is like all the elements. And I think it's a, it's, it's Billy Stark's time. Like Athena has had a great run, but it's time for Athena to go up. We're, we're ready to see her on the main roster. She needs to be challenging for the TBS championship. She needs to be challenging for the AEW Women's Championship. It's time. She's made her mark as the MVP of Ring of Honor, rightfully so, way ahead of everybody else. Let's cap it off with this. There is a really fun trajectory in play, in my opinion, of um, – Going from Tony Storm to Mariah May, I think could be really fun with the story they're telling. And going from Mariah May to Athena, mm-hmm. where in the TBS title picture, it feels like you have Julia Hart and you have a very natural story with Willow. 
to have yeah. Athena and Willow champions at the same time because they don't do a lot of belt versus belt stuff, and you don't mm -hmm. even have to put them both on the line, but champion versus champion, and they have so much history. They lined up those title reigns. I think it could be really cool. Mm -hmm. Nothing for me to say about the representation side of it, but that would also just be very cool to have gotten to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply black women's champions that quickly and i gotta mm -hmm. assume the way swerve is being built he would be champion at some time next up then yeah it mm -hmm. feels that way it feels that way so and like you said cool. uh thunder rosa's on the she's yeah. ready she's somewhere she's gonna come out at any moment and if whenever wherever she's in the mix is gonna up that division also too so i think uh coming up here in 2024 I hope they force these people's hands and we see more developing the AEW women's division because we're going to have too many really great elements that need to be showcased. Yeah, I feel like we're almost already running into that. I feel like the, the actual booking piece has turned around a lot. You're seeing a lot more continuity. You're seeing a lot more clarity. You're also seeing expansion of women in main event slots, and we've gotten out of that 930 death trap a lot of times. Yes. So what we just need is an expansion of screen time, honestly, because mm -hmm. like Ruby Soho being talked away with this Angelo Parker thing and then going out there and having a great match with Riho yesterday. It's like, oh, I want to see more of that. So hopefully screen time is next. But I do feel like the division is turned in a really, really healthy way, which is good. Definitely. We've got Christopher Marino saying feels like Athena and Billy is leading to a street fight or a cage. I feel like maybe there's a match double count out or some craziness. Um, I feel like a clean title win for Billy Starks is the perfect punctuation mark on it. Agreed. I get, I get what you're saying though, that mm -hmm. this has gotten very personal and it could escalate into something more violent, but I think it's getting a little long in the tooth for both Athena's reign and the angle. Like, I don't think you yeah. want to extend it that much. That being said, I've enjoyed every beat of this angle. So mm -hmm. who am I to say, but um, do you think this this goes to somewhere more violent or do you think it's just let's call it one and done tomorrow, put a bow on it and move on? Yeah, I think tomorrow they're going to beat the crap out of each other that you, we're not even going to be thinking about another match. Like Athena's coming to beat the dog shit out of uh, Billy Starks tomorrow and Billy Starks is going to have to return it. I think the violence that they give each other tomorrow will be worth it and we won't need those cage matches or anything attached to it. Glassdoor Gamer saying the Outrunners are my goats. They're a blast. They really, they really, really are fun. I didn't mm -hmm. know who they were before AEW Dark, but the second they showed up, I was like, who are these guys that are stuck in the 80s? I love them. They've mm -hmm. only continued to, to blossom since then. So super, super fun. Adelia Chamberlain. What a beautiful name. Um, a little behind, but Vikingo versus Black Tarus is on Final Battle tomorrow, not Rampage. Really? Did I get that wrong? What a delightful thing to get wrong. Yeah, the uh, the the crazy lucha match on Rampage is the six man that they set up. Yeah, Vikingo That's and right. Black Taurus are on the final battle match, about final battle show. That should be a blast. I forgot. Tomorrow is the six this man. This lucha craziness tomorrow all over the place. We're going to watch it. I love it. <laughs> lucha craziness competing with itself. Who, do, who doesn't love that, right? Mm. 
Uh, Tim saying, any idea where Bunny is going to end up, TNA? I don't know. I don't know. She had kind of um, a rough trajectory, it felt like, where she came back and then wasn't on TV as much. Um, I know she's also been open about her mental health, too, being a, a factor into things. So I think she's great. TNA is so character heavy that I think she could be a really good fit there. I've, yep. I've always thought she was just hysterical and, and a ton of fun. So wouldn't mind seeing her there, but I just hope she's happy and healthy b- before all else. I kind of miss her now with Butcher and Blade, like getting some emphasis. She was a really fun part of that presentation, but TNA seems like a, a great place for her from the style that she can bring to the table. I, I think that could be really fun having her in the knockout division messing around. Any, any thoughts on Miss Bunny? Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate the moment that she went out because she also would have been a pretty good addition to the Ring of Honor women's division. So her coming along with the Butcher and the Blade would have added a lot. Unfortunate things happen how they happen. I think TNA is a great space for her, though. She had such success there before that it only makes sense for her to go back and continue to do that. And her character work is so strong that she didn't really get to do a lot of character work in AEW or anywhere else. So I think going back and getting into that is the move. I agree. I agree. Tony Baloney said it a couple of bucks and acknowledging Billy Starks and new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go from the story perspective. We'll see if they choose to. Um, big Billy Starks. Big Billy Starks. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen a single person who has been like, yeah, the Golden Jets thing rules. I'm not a single one. Zero people. Uh, a single one. Mm-mm, I hated it. I'm sad. Oh my god! I'm sad that I have to talk about it again on Saturday. <laughs> it is a heartbreaker too, because like Ricky being caught up in this, Kenny yeah. being caught up in the uh, yeah, uh, the kind of disinterested Kenny Omega standing next to Chris Jericho. I'm like, this is not the way. Being you guys. like more like flaccid than <laughs> you know, yeah. No. This is not the way, you guys. This isn't what I signed up for. It's so, um, that's so not Kenny's wheelhouse of humor. Mm-hmm. And Jericho to me just hasn't worked as a face really no, ever. Like it, he's just, he's, he's a born heel. That's it. And I, I think you should stick to that. Let's get into some of this ROH card and let's throw mm-hmm. a couple of predictions in here. Why not? We've got the AAA mega title match by Kingo versus Taurus. As we were talking about by Kingo has the title. I'm going to say Viking retains here simply because I don't think that they're going to switch uh, the title on ROH pay-per-view in all likelihood, but yeah. I think that'll be Reg's favorite match. How about that? 1,000%. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm coming for. This is it right here. Black Taurus coming in. Black Taurus is such a great wrestler. His aura is on another level, and I think bringing him in here to start the show with some spot foo lucha shit is a perfect idea and uh yeah but kingo's gonna go over though i wouldn't think they would switch this belt especially in a zero hour match yes agreed (laughs) agreed yeah that'll be a really fun way to kick things off Mm -hmm. uh we've got your six-man tag match ftr and mark briscoe versus the blackpool combat club which will be danielson claudio and moxley wheeler of course defending the pure title as we found out um against tom lawler which should rule this is a tough one because I think this is yes. just like uh, the fans win thing. Mm-hmm. My 
head says Danielson because Daniel. I mean, my heart speaks both ways, really. It's Mark Briscoe and Danielson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time thinking they have Danielson lose at all right now. Right. I don't. None of these guys feel like takers. Yeah, you so can't pin like, Yeah, that's a, this is a <laughs> tough one. Uh, I'm gonna say Blackpool Combat Club just because it's hard. Like I could see out of anybody in this entire match, I could see Cash Wheeler taking a pin the most, but it feels like. Mark Briscoe should be getting a pin against maybe on Claudio or something. Um, the, I think the fans win. Yeah, but having a Jay Br- Briscoe tribute match that Mark Briscoe doesn't win will hurt. Uh, so- yeah, that like, will rip my heart out of my chest, right? <laughs> That'd be so tough. So I'm like, I don't know. It's like on the other side, you have three members in the Continental Classic right now that can't afford to take losses. Not, not really the time. Sometimes wrestling works um as like this is a tribute match so this isn't really in the the sphere of what's going on right Not now this more, is a, yeah. exactly it's kind of separate to what's going on so they three of them like brian danielson could afford to take the sauce and he would take the sauce without any problems at all so if he got pinned tomorrow by mark briscoe i wouldn't be surprised at all actually that's what i think is going to happen mark briscoe is going to pin brian danielson for the win for ftr and mark briscoe wouldn't make me mad, and I also think there could be a really fun singles match to run back there, too. There are different sides of the bracket for the, the classic, too, so you don't have any, well, this guy got pinned, and now they're facing each other. I, I wouldn't be mad if, if Mark got the pin there. He should. Yeah. He should. Um, our I Quit match with Tony Nese and Ethan Page. I think Ethan Page comes out the victor here. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Mark Sterling being handcuffed, though. That's an, mm-hmm. an interesting one. This just feels like it's been to shoot Ethan Page up the card a little bit. And in my opinion, uh, Tony Nese doesn't feel necessarily like just the pin eater like he has before. I think he still feels like a strong player here, but I I don't see him winning. Uh, Your thoughts here? Yeah, this has to be Ethan Page's uh, match here. Just the way that in that pre-tape that they showed tonight, the they were asking him about his championship aspirations. He's been talking about his championships aspirations post this match. This is Ethan Page's match to win. Um, yeah, that I think that's the most interesting part is like, how does the Mark Sterling thing kind of play into the story that's going to be told here? But Ethan Page needs to win. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, just a singles match that we have here. Kind of wish this was for stakes too, but I'll take it. Shane Taylor versus Keith mm-hmm. Lee. I'm going to go with Shane Taylor here just because I think there's some really interesting storytelling possibilities. Uh, any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Shane Taylor too, because just because he's more present on ring of honor, just makes more sense of the story that they could continue to tell into the future with Shane Taylor of he's talked all this shit about Keith Lee and he actually did get the revenge that he's been wanting. It'd be kind of wild if he's talked all that, said all that, and then Keith Lee just comes and beats him and we never see Keith Lee again. That'll probably look wild. You can do that though, because it is Keith Lee and it wouldn't be as wild as, as, as stated just because the way that he is with the fans and the way that he could always get anybody back with any match. Like after this match tomorrow, people are going to be like, Oh yeah, Keith Lee, he's awesome. We love this and all that. But thinking about the future, I think Keith Lee's probably going to win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just thought about everything and I was like, ah, Keith Lee's probably going to take it. He has had so much start and stop that I wouldn't be surprised if he got the win either. Mm-hmm. Um, that And I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, that guy's great. I, I went with Shane Taylor just because I'm wondering if 
you do have Keith Lee turning and, and joining or whatever. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think there's some fun possibilities there, but I think that match is going to be an absolute blast. Right. We have our world TV title. Don Castle versus Kyle Fletcher versus Lee Moriarty versus Commander versus Lee Johnson versus question, question mark. <laughs> you think it's going to be Scorpio Sky? That makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Wouldn't be mad if it was Stu Grayson personally, but mm-hmm. uh, I I hope it's Dalton Castle. I, yeah. I really do. And I'm going to vote with my heart on this one. Yeah, I'm like, regardless of who that six man is, I think Dalton Castle needs to win here. I'm gonna shoot it to the moon. Dalton Castle carries the flag. He needs to be he needs to be rewarded for the work that he's done. And I think being this champion and consistently defending this championship on TV as Dalton Castle is the move. I'm so excited, Reg, because guess what just got announced? What? TMDK versus the Mogul Affiliate. Oh, look at that. I almost said earlier in this, because in New Japan we had um, the we had uh, most of the Mogul Affiliates. We had two-thirds of them versus Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols in Strong, or not in Strong, in Tag League. Um, they had a great match. And I was mm-hmm. like, why don't they just do TMDK? I meant to actually flag that earlier today we had Shane Hayes doing the Nana dance out here it was a blast Mm -hmm. and a a really fun match so I'm glad that they're running that back because that should be excellent I love TMDK you guys know that I'm TMDK I'm the biggest TMDK mark ever love those guys uh and finally rounding out our card we kind of already talked about it but Athena and Billy Starks uh I think Billy Starks gets the W despite them doing wrestling math wrong. They mm-hmm. they're all over the place on this program. So I'm I'm gonna say that wrestling math doesn't apply here. I'm going Billy Starks. Sounded like you were too. Do you think um anything else comes into play here? Do you think Thunder Rosa shows up? Do you think somebody else enters the picture? Any alliances, any interference, or do you think we just get these two women beating the hell out of each other? Yeah, I kind of want, I'm kind of sold on the idea that you were talking about earlier. Just a clean finish for Billy Starks, I think, tells the best story. They go out here and they beat the hell out of each other for 20 minutes or whatever. And then Athena, uh, Billy Starks somehow pulls out this victory over Athena. I think that's going to tell the great story. We have a almost dead Billy Starks at the end of the show holding that Ring of Honor Women's Championship high in the sky. And we're going off the air with that is i think that's the visual that needs to happen she's a teenager and that's what should happen like unbelievable unbelievably cool shame saying that uh haste fujita and tito representing tmdk if you have not seen kose fujita yet Mm -hmm. you are in for a treat Mm -hmm. that guy is 21 and he's already on excursion and he's ridiculous you're gonna love him kids and love my tito and i love shane hey so Mm -hmm. fun stuff tomorrow any other things that we're not thinking of? Any talent that you think shows up? Do you think we get vacated tag titles? Any Anything that you can wrap your head around that we haven't talked that's not like a match prediction? Mm, not that I think of. I think Scorpio Sky is my most off-the-wall prediction. I think it's just going to be pretty by the line uh, most of the show. Like Some championships aren't represented. I'm going to say one more time on a podcast. Still very upset that the World Championship and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships are not represented here because final battle for 20 years now has been so important for those championships. We've seen so many amazing Ring of Honor title matches in December at final battle 
Homicide versus Brian Danielson forever. I'm going to remember that just because the it, it, it just represents like the finale of the year for for Ring of Honor. And for those championships not to be represented is a big blow. You could keep announcing all the matches you want. That still is like, oh, man, that hurts because it just that it, it, there's those things are so synonymous together. Those championships being defended on this show. So next year, you better get it right. Don't do this again. Like make sure the championships are available for the show that they're on. I also just think Eddie holds those titles till he doesn't. Right. Yeah. So why not just do one of his C2 matches on the pay-per-view? It feels like the most obvious solution in the world to me, but <laughs> But I'm not the one booking this, Reg, and neither are you. But we are here to talk about it, and we'll be here to talk about the pay-per-view tomorrow as well. Looking very forward to the pay- the pay-per-views always kill it. They always crush yeah. it because the in-ring always tears it down. I think we have a new women's champion. I think we're going to finally get some answers to maybe some of the other championship pictures that we've been asking for a little bit. We're getting progress in the survival of the fittest match. Hoping for Dalton Castle here, but... We will be back here to talk all about it. We've got a final super chat rounding us out here from Patchy Rick. Well, I hope your beard fully grows in, Patchy. <laughs> Saying not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but Billy Starks was in minion training with Lexi Nair, Big Billy's other partner. Well played. Well played. Oh, um, that's really good. I didn't put that together. That's funny. <laughs> that is well we do know lexi nair is going to be ring announcing right that's really funny the big billy starks thing next to it i like it i like it a lot <laughs> that could be that i made that kind of uh, prediction last week lexi nair could play a role in this final match what if she turns heel on billy starks and costs her the bell that sounds wild as hell but that could be a thing <laughs> listen sometimes we get wild not usually on pay-per-views i think pay-per-views usually go clean and simple which is what i'm rooting for but we will be back after final battle to bring you the final battle post show me and reg yep. holding it down as we always do but reg oh see i got more food to stance in the chat this is, yes. all. this is all i want mm-hmm. sweet company uh let's plug our stuff and then we'll plug our stuff again tomorrow when we talk to all of you again tomorrow most definitely <laughs> catch me here every thursday with kate talking ring of honor tomorrow you can see us on the ring of honor post show as kate just said every saturday i'm on with philip Lindsay talking the best of the week wrestling grapsity podcast on your fightful network every wednesday i'm on with mike indeed fightful overbooked and i'm with denise on the aew dynamite post show um yeah still got some more potting to go you guys we're gonna see you tomorrow talk some more ring of honor and then saturday i'm gonna talk to you again i'm excited it's awesome and i just love it because reg this was reg's second show when we started and now he's like oh Please, if I can squeeze you in, I'm so busy with my pod schedule. I love it. I love that your voice is getting out there as much as it is. Next year is more. I'm stopping. I can't stop. I need seven days like Kate. I need to just pod every single day. Do you you know how many shows I'm scheduled to finish the year with? Hmm. 420. Ow. Also, ow. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can add no more. I can subtract no, no more. No, you can't. Don't, no, don't, no one ask Kate to be on a show right now. We're stopping right there. It's perfect. If I can't end on a 69, I will end on a 420. And we will go ahead and end our show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tune in to Final Battle tomorrow. Uh, you'll have Alex Pulaski and Alex Cardoza 
running down the SmackDown show for you guys, but Reg and I are going to have your final battle post show. So hang out with us, please. You can catch me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and on TikTok. Kstagram's on Instagram. Fightful and Fightful Select all the time everywhere else. But most importantly, tomorrow covering final battle. We'll see you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.